if you haven't been paying attention, Tiger Woods in a horrific car accident yesterday, and the news uh, continues to get better, at least by the standards of what we initially anticipated or, or, or were led to believe could be happening. He is awake and alert and out of surgery. The vast majority of the injuries are related to his legs. Now, disclosure, uh, let me let me warn you. I'm going to go into a little bit of detail of what happened here. Not, not a not a medical book, but if you're a little squeamish or have a young one who's a little squeamish, I might want to have them put the earmuffs on uh, briefly. But for the love of God, whatever you do, don't change the channel. Uh, but uh, Tiger Woods is awake. He is alert. Uh, SUV he was driving in uh, Los Angeles yesterday, Los Angeles area, uh, did have a, a horrific crash, and thankfully he was alert when people arrived, emergency responders arrived to the scene, and he was taken to a local hospital. Woods suffered what are called commutative open fractures to both of the upper and lower portions of his tibia and fibia in his right leg, as well as damage to the ankle bones and trauma to the muscle and soft tissue of the leg. A commuted fracture is when a bone breaks into more than two pieces, and an open fracture suggests bone broke the skin. So we've seen uh, at least the, these these compound-type an open fracture. We've seen them in football. The Joe Theismann uh, famous uh, injury on Monday Night Football. Uh, Alex Smith, who's now the quarterback for the Washington Redskins, also suffered uh, one of those famously. So you've seen that in football. Of course, very rare for a golfer to experience something like this. But uh, again, this, in all likelihood, may mean the end of Tiger Woods' competitive career. Now, thankfully, he's alert. He's awake. He's going to live through this. And in terms of, as we've seen, Alex Smith is now back playing in the NFL. Uh, he, he will probably likely live a normal life in terms of functioning outside the sport of golf. Given the injuries that Tiger has had related to his back, and look, it was in doubt whether he was even going to play in the Masters this year because he had another back surgery. He's had many of them. It's going to be very unlikely that he will play competitive golf at a high level ever ever again and 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 that's just i mean that's just the reality of it i mean it's going to take a year or more probably to to recover from these just to start living a normal life much less play competitive golf he's 45 years old he's already in the twilight of his competitive career so unlikely he'll play competitive golf again that is of course completely secondary to the idea that everyone is very very thankful that tiger woods is alive and in relatively good health compared to if you looked at if you if you have not seen the pictures of that automobile uh he's lucky to be alive he's very lucky and very fortunate to be alive he one was in a a very strong high-powered suv and two most importantly he was wearing his seatbelt. i can't emphasize the importance of wearing your seatbelt enough now as I'm sure you can guess, I'm not a person who believes government should mandate you wear a seatbelt, but let me tell you, as your friend, you should wear a seatbelt because it does save lives. It's not the government's job to save your life, but you should wear a seatbelt, and Tiger Woods is alive today, and the emergency responders and law enforcement said that very clear. He is alive today because he was wearing a seatbelt, so always do that. Now, government, get out of my business and stop fining people for for not wearing seatbelts. Uh... Did want to, by the way, 93 WIBC Rob Kendall for Tony Katz uh, this morning. Thanks for joining us. I did want to spend just a moment talking about the importance of Tiger Woods. 
and I've said this many times. I've said this on the Mock and Rob show, which, of course, you can hear weekdays, 9 to noon here on WIBC. I've said it on various other forums, and I'll stand by it. From the year 2000, or from the year 1997 through 2008, you can make a compelling case that Tiger Woods was the greatest athlete that ever lived. I'm not talking the greatest golfer. I'm talking the greatest athlete. The, what he did on the golf course from 1997 to 2008 was every bit on par with what Babe Ruth did in baseball, what Michael Jordan did in basketball, what Wayne Gretzky did in hockey, or with what Muhammad Ali did in boxing. He is certainly in that conversation. And it's amazing when you're stupid, you don't listen to your parents, and then as you get – Allison, do you have this? Have you found this, that when you're you're young, you didn't listen to your parents, and now the, the older you get, the smarter your parents have become? Absolutely. Okay, perfect. I'm glad it's not just me. I remember at one point, I used to cheer against Tiger Woods in his prime because I hate it. Look, I was a John Daly fan. And John Daly is most of you know, fat, drunk, and stupid. He's not winning very many tournaments. So I took out my anger that my guy stunk on the guy who was the best. I, it just... He, Tiger, when Tiger Woods was winning almost every single tournament in, in betting at the time, you could bet on Tiger or the field. It was like, you just like, God, this guy's winning again. And my dad told me at one point, and I think this was, I must have been 16 or 17. This was in the middle of the Tiger Slam when he won all four majors between 2000 and 2001. He said, you better enjoy this while you are seeing it because you will never see it ever again. And as most teenagers do, ah, shut up, old man. You don't know nothing. And I'm here to tell you at 37 that my dad was absolutely right. That what you saw in that moment, in that time, certainly in the year 2000, 2001, maybe the greatest accomplishment in the history of sports. Tiger Woods was a phenomenally important person in society because he made a sport that was a niche sport mainstream. He made golf cool. He made golf fun. He made golf a multi-billion dollar industry that has made countless people wealthy. Tiger Woods' impact on the American economy cannot be overstated. And when sports stars transcend their sport to society, that's something worth talking about on mainstream terrestrial radio stations that aren't sports talk. Look, there's 1070 The Fan. 107.5 The Fan. Those guys do a great job talking sports. So most of the time on this radio station, other than giving you high-level sports stuff or if it's stuff that pertains to the city of Indianapolis, we don't talk about it. But when someone transcends the sport that they're in and impacts mainstream society, we talk about it. Tiger Woods' impact on a millions of people and his ability to take a sport that had traditionally been predominantly a white audience and take golf and make it fun and make it interesting and make it something that people in minority communities not only wanted to be a part of, but started practicing and started playing and and you started seeing more and more African-American and Hispanic Americans not only be into golf, but be really good at it. I mean, guys like Harold Varner today on the PGA Tour are phenomenal golfers and you're seeing more and more minorities be competitive in the game of golf and that's a great thing and that is linked directly to Tiger Woods.
So all of those things being said, Tiger Woods is certainly worth doing a segment on. He's certainly worth talking about. He's certainly worth reminding people of the impact he's had on society and certainly worth saying we're very lucky that he is still alive so that he can continue to have an impact on communities that are underserved and on communities that need people to look up to. Now, all that being said, we've had way more coverage on Tiger Woods than we have on Andrew Cuomo, who is directly responsible for more than 10,000 people no longer living. So media, you might want to check your priorities.